Thomas, this is Super Cool Radio. Thank you so much for joining me. My guest at this time, currently residing in Canada, is award-winning producer and dancer who recently released a brand new single entitled Love to the World. Please welcome Rosita Stone. Hi. Hello, world. <laughs> nice to see you. Nice to see you as well. Yes, the uh, nice uh, technology we were able to do this. So thank you so Great. much for hanging out with me. Excellent. Excellent. All right, so before we dive into, in too deep, I know we got a lot of stuff to cover. You've been very busy lately. Uh, I want to kick this interview off with a fun question. What music have you been listening to this week, Rosita? Oh, it's, it's such a mix. Um, well, I've heard my song a million times because I'm working on it and this and that, you know, sending it. But uh, I've listened to, um, you know, everything from, Chris Cornell to Imagine Dragons to some like old jazz, old school, everything, you know, it's a real mix. It's really a, it's not like one thing ever. I don't just listen to one type of music almost ever. Like I'll flip back and forth. It drives people nuts, but yeah. Right. How about you? What kind of music do you like? Uh, so let's see this week I've been, uh, I've been mostly listening to uh, the Almas. They're a really awesome band. I listen oh, nice. to them. I uh, just interviewed them, so I've been listening to their music. And then uh, Everclear, because I just saw them live. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I like Everclear, too. Oh, they're, they're really awesome. I got to meet them, and uh, they're, they're so cool. Excellent. So yeah, that's mostly my jam, too. Uh, I've been listening to some blues as well. Uh, so yeah. I, I don't, as, as similar to you, I don't really stick to too much of the same genre as well. It's kind of whatever I'm feeling. Uh, I'm putting together my show for Friday, so like I've been listening to trying to figure out a good uh, mix of music for my show too. So right. I've been trying to, you know, listen to a lot of different stuff because it's fun. Right. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So folks on you, I am chatting with Rosita Stone right now. So how did you get started as a musician? Well, how did I get started? My family was pretty musical and my mom played, you know, the Mexican rancheras on the guitar you know and my dad is on the fiddle and we we lived in a bunch of different places and absorbed different you know influences and uh, from different cultures but you know and always listening to music always and we had a piano we always had one around so um so i i just learned to play by ear and i really started out as a dancer i was like in dance class doing this and that like constantly doing shows and competitions and um Eventually, I moved to Toronto and I got a dance deal, record deal with this uh, dance uh, label. And um, I've sort of been in it ever since, you know. <laughs> it's, it's been, uh, there's been a lot of things that have happened actually, but, um, but really from when I was little, I just loved music. I loved to dance, uh, especially, and I just loved to, to be around music and in live events and, my parents used to sneak me into 
live events when I was little. So, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, one yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. So you you started as a dancer. Uh, when yeah. did you transition to uh, becoming a musician? Well, you know, out of high school, really, I started to play more and more piano. I mean, I played piano at home. It was there. Um, but I didn't really focus on it as much until I was older, until I was after 20, because I went to a few lessons. Like, I, I used to play by ear. You know, I would just hear something on the radio or hear something and just play it, you know, figure it out. And then I went to take lessons, and she would slap my knuckles with the, her pencil smack 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 every time I made a mistake so it made me want to not take lessons anymore so I dropped it and I and I got really deep into dancing and you know I was in Toronto I was in some dance companies and we traveled and we did some things and I, I was like you know it went in right it was like, and then uh, I got myself a piano I thought what have I been doing and I've been writing ever since on one <laughs> Yeah, that'd be kind of discouraging uh, for yeah. most people like that. Like, I, I wouldn't want to do that. I know. I like, it's so discouraging. I can't believe it. I did tell my mom. I should have told my mom. She was smacking me on the, the knuckles. I mean, who does that? <laughs> really, you know? Yeah, especially when you're, like, just learning. Of course you're going to make you're this great. Kid, like, exactly. It's it's too barbaric. It's too mean, you know? It is. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm glad you picked it up again, and uh, you're back uh, producing music. So, I mean, that's uh, at least you came back to it. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, who who are some of your influences? Like, uh, what, what uh, for like, the style of music you have? Oh gosh, see, I've I've re I've recorded songs in different styles. Is really depending on who I'm collaborating with, or who's involved, or if I'm just writing from piano. It's really uh, emotional. Um, it could be, you know, my influences are, oh my gosh, it's vast. Everything from like, you know, um, music from, you know, Latin, all different kinds of music from Latin America to, you know, you know, when I was growing up, um, there was, you know, it was a little girl like Madonna. I mean, but I'm not, I'm not, she influenced me as far as like the dancing and all that, but, um, I love rock. I, I love all types of music. I love gospel. I went to uh, school in Houston as well. My dad lived there. And so I lived in America. And one of my biggest influences was the, um, I used to go to the, my friend Trina's gospel church, like her, her Baptist church. And they used to sing like gospel. And I was the only like light skinned person there every week. And that's where I really was imbued by that vibe and that gospel vibe. So that's really where I got a lot of my education from is just hanging with them and just, you know, just giving it, you know, and singing. And, you know, that was a huge, huge uh, inspiration and education. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've been, I've been to, I've been to churches like that. It's very, it's very, they're uh, choirs and gospels. It's very Absolutely. powerful. Yeah. So yeah. I'd say that's where I got most of my my influence as far as singing and I mean, and then there's everything else. I mean, my dad loved, um, he loved, you know, Cajun music and, and country music. So I, I've, you know, and then my mom was on the other side with her, you know, spicy stuff. So, and then my brother was into metal and, you know, and, uh, and then, you know, I also like 
like old school funk too. Yes. I really like it. Just cranking that. You know what I mean? Like the old school, old school. It's the best. I, I love dancing to that. Yeah, yeah I was uh, uh, with the funk music. I have a old funk CD. Uh, it's kind of a compilation. I don't remember who's exactly on it, but I was driving with my brother in my car. And he's like, dude, what is this? I was like, hey, put it in, man. It's some funk. I mean, <laughs> he usually he doesn't really listen to it. But I was like, dude, you should put it in. And he really enjoyed it. So, like, I, I haven't listened to funk in a while until, like, we put that CD in. But, yeah, it's some good yeah. stuff. A lot of grooves in uh, funk music. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. I love it. I love it. For my songwriting, though, I'm really influenced by how I feel in the moment and what the energy is and, like, what's going on as opposed to being influenced by – a songwriter like i don't necessarily hear a song and say oh i, I want to write a song like that i i don't think i've ever done that but it's more of like what is my mood and then what does the song bring out in production sometimes it's just piano and vocal other times it's it's more it really depends right <laughs> yeah it's uh i, I always kind of ask that question just to see like um you know obviously mood is really important especially if yes. you're trying to capture like uh, you know kind of the, the emotions in a song and stuff but it's always just interesting what people kind of like listen to, what they've been brought up on, and uh, what's kind of the inspiration for their writing and stuff. That's right, yeah. But very recently, I believe it was uh, last month in June, uh, you uh, released a brand new single entitled Love to the World. Actually, it was just in July, actually. Oh, July. Yeah, yeah, just uh, July 9th, just days ago, yes. Yeah, yeah, a couple, yeah not yeah, a couple weeks ago. Uh, so, yeah. sorry, in July. Yeah, July yeah. No, 9th, no. Uh, released uh, Love to the World. Uh, how was it writing and recording the new single? Well, it was really interesting because the first time I've done a process called top lining. I don't know if you, um, I'm not familiar now. Top lining is um, where the music is done. Uh, it's like a collaboration. The music is done, and then it needs the melody, the lyrics, the, the vocals. So it's like a 50-50 thing. So there's a producer in Los Angeles who um, I was introduced to and he, he really loved what I was doing. So he wanted um, to collaborate. We wanted to collaborate. So, um, you know, it's also a pandemic and I'm in Toronto, he's in Los Angeles. So he sent me a bunch of tracks, just of stuff that he, he works on. He's, he's works with like Fergie from, you know, Black Eyed Peas and Slash, you know, Slash is one of his buddies there. And, um, and uh, Rihanna, he's done stuff for all sorts of people. Like he produces for a lot of different people. And so he had from A to Z, but he sent me a, a few tracks and I listened to them. It was only, you know, 30 seconds. And I, and I heard the one and I thought, I like that vibe. Let's try that. So he sent me the track. And so first time it worked like that, you know, it's it was really cool though. Um, and I came up with, you know, so many different, songs like if i played you all the other ideas it's it's the same music but a different you know verse chorus everything on it like completely different and then in the end i had two songs and i asked my 12 year old daughter which one is she looks better <laughs> really you know because i loved both of them i loved both the courses i loved you know when i i was really stuck and um I was about to do the vocal here in Toronto the next day and I still didn't know which one it was going to be. <laughs> so she helped me pick it and I'm really glad she did. So I, I recorded the vocals here and produced the vocals here in, um, in Toronto with uh, another producer I've, I work with. His name is Dennis, 
Nieves. He's amazing. He's um, he's done a ton of work in Miami. He's been in Miami for the last 20 years and he moved here and he's done like remixes and work for like Shakira and J-Lo and all of them, you know, all of them. And he's only, you know, 30 minutes from me, which is incredible. So I did the vocals there. We produced them there, then sent them to Chris and Chris mixed it <laughs> and mastered it. And that's how it turned, you know, how it turned out. And, and we, we absolutely love the song. Chris loves the song. And he said his wife loves it more than anything he's ever worked on. I'm like, yes. So it seems to be getting traction now. We're, we're just, I'm just, you know, just working it, you know? So that's how that song happened. It wasn't just me sitting at the piano and, and coming through with something. Um, I had, well, what I did is I had the music and then I took, I just made up my own chords. Like I sort of, my own voicings on the piano so I would just kind of play it through and come up with something and uh, yeah, it worked. It worked. It's the first time I've written like that. So. Yeah. I, I really enjoy the vibe of it. It really, it's uh, good, eh? yeah, it really, it, it just really sets the tone for, especially when you first start listening to it. But yeah, it, it's, it's really cool. Just like the whole kind of um, everything around it. Just, it sounds very well done. Thank you. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I'm really happy with the production. I mean, he's top notch, you know, top, class uh, a producer and our collaboration just turned out to be amazing the way the vocals turned out here and the way it was done and then we we sent the files over there and then he he mixed it yeah so it's, it's the first time i worked like that and it's okay i mean it it worked it worked and it worked better than we thought <laughs> hey, that's, hey, that's <laughs> i really love the song it's really um um I mean, it can reach a lot of different audiences and because the vibe is very, very radio friendly, it's, it can go, you know, to a lot of different formats. And so, we're, you know, we're just working it. Hey, that's what you got to do, especially when you release a new single. Uh, so Big Chris, the producer, was that your first time uh, working with him for on a single? Yes. Yeah. We're going to do it again. Yeah, we're going to we're going to do something else as well. But uh, yeah, it was my first time. Definitely. When's the first time you heard it? Just a couple of weeks ago? Uh, yeah, uh, around uh, right around release, because uh, Maggie contacted me. Uh, right. Hey, check out this new single. And I was like, wow, this is really good. Uh, so, yeah, so it was, it was pretty much around release. It's probably the 10th or the 11th of this month. Nice. 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 Yeah, we're happy with it. So. Yeah, it should be. Uh, yeah, Chris, uh, he's he's really cool. I've, I've known you know I know of him. Uh, yeah, you do. Oh, excellent. We're, I'm, I, I like Slash. I really do. So like, oh, I know cool. Because of Slash. Uh, so so you know, as soon as I heard that, I was like, man, this, this is gonna be pretty good. Uh, I know he's the high caliber uh, producer. Really, uh, he, he makes you know just everything sound just like so good too. Like he's so smooth with everything he does. I know he is. I'm very happy with it extremely happy so is he he loves it <laughs> well, you, well, if you like something you produce i, I mean i, I hope yeah. that's the outcome you want exactly so for sure uh so <laughs> anyone who hasn't listened to uh love to the world what can they expect like musically lyrically all that stuff what can they expect that's going to happen or what can they expect from the song or uh, from the song when they first hear it yes It'll go with that if they haven't listened to it before. Well, everyone that's listened to it absolutely loves it. I haven't heard anyone that say that says your your music sucks, right? I haven't heard that yet. I heard, you know, um, I was I was involved in a a concert with the same name, Love to the World, and 
one of the producers, he's, I'd say, maybe mid-50s. He cried when he first heard it. He heard it over and over. He played it literally over and over like five times and just sat there bawling his eyes out. And I thought, oh, wow, I didn't know I reached that demographic. You know, and then my 12-year-old daughter's friends absolutely love it. So it's one of those songs that when people hear it, it's like, it's a really simple, like I can really sing, you know, like the gospel style, not blues and really nail that. And this song is the vocals are a little bit more um, sing song, sing along in, you know, and because the other version I had was really singing out like, you know, and but picking this version, um, it's just people are able to sing along and, and uh, yeah, they just love the tag and the chorus. And I don't know. I'm hoping everyone's going to love it. You know what my goal is? To uh, turn this into the next global anthem. <laughs> I, I really like it. It's really, um, it, it's got like a chill, like mellow vibe to it, but it's also very catchy. Yeah. Uh, well, that's kind of what I would really notice when I listen to it a few times. It's like, I can already kind of understand, like I can already uh, sing along to it. It's very, uh, pretty um, easy to uh, get stuck in your head too, because I had it stuck in my head for like the next like day afterwards. So I'm like, yeah, this is, this is good. Excellent. I'd love to hear that. Yay. <laughs> so definitely uh, check out Love to the World. I will have a link uh, for the music video, which I'm about to talk about, uh, in the description. So uh, obviously, as I just said, to go along with the single, there's a music video yeah. for Love to the World. How was it filming that? Well, as most of my ideas come in my sleep or at night when I'm laying there, I thought, okay, what am I going to do with this? Because uh, I you know, produce and direct all my videos as well. Like I come up with the ideas and I find I have to find the funding or piece it together however we do it as artists, right? And um, so I didn't know who was gonna, who's going to uh, to help me do it yet, um, which videographer. So I came across um, a man named Eddie and who is, an incredible, I saw him online, like I was looking for video, literally, I was just putting it out there. And he, there were, there were these incredible videos, but they were wedding videos, but they were like, wow, this is like really cool. So I reached out to him. I said, do you do music videos? Yeah, yeah, he does everything. So, and he happens to live in Whitby, where I live, which is like an hour outside of Toronto. He literally lives down the street from me. I was like, wow, okay, great. So, and my daughter does uh, Brazilian capoeira. Um, I don't know if you know, it's a Brazilian martial art. It's a, it's a mix between acrobatics, dance, martial arts. And it, the history is that the, um, the oppressed uh, slaves, African-American slaves of Brazil, they hid their skill inside of the dance against their, they, like from, hid from their oppressors. And it's this incredible, like if you, if you look up, if you saw, if, if you see the video and see what's happening in it, that's like just a taste of it. It's incredible. So my daughter is a, what's called a capoeirista. She does a Brazilian capoeira. And the academy is not too far from me and uh, in Scarborough where, where she goes. And I, I just had this vision in my head of them. Like when you hear the song, like there's parts of the song, um, you know, at the end of the chorus and in, in the, um, there's parts of the song where I just envisioned her instructor doing this thing in the air and, and sort of, slow-mo and and all this so i got this idea and i brought it up to them and they said yeah so we went there and it was it, we just organized it to go into the academy and um 
and just uh, there were four of them and myself. I've done Capoeira as well. Um, and but I wasn't being featured in at this time. But um, I'm not I'm not as good as they are because I, I just spin so many plates. I want to get to it. But I, I had a wrist injury and like there's a lot of work. You have to like go on your hands and do all these things. So anyway, yeah, so we filmed it. It was it was incredible. We just got all sorts of different shots. And and then we went to um, Eddie's um, um, to his friend's studio like loft in Toronto. And there was a swing inside of it and there was this couch. So I just had a I had like a suitcase full of things I could wear. We had no plan <laughs> at all. I just knew that. You know, the capoeira is going to be in it and it was just going to turn out great. You know, like normally I would sort of, you know, figure it out ahead of time or maybe storyboard a little. But this was just done on the fly. And we got there and, okay, so there was that cool couch. I don't know if you saw the video. There was that couch. And I was like, okay. Yep. And there's the beautiful bed with the cushions. Yep. Oh, and I wrapped myself. I said, oh, I have this, uh, this gold cloth. So I just wrapped my body in a gold cloth, like, I don't know, and just kind of writhed on the bed, you know, and just kind of made it, you know, and it looked good. So um, whatever we were catching, we just wanted to make sure it looked good. And, and then on the couch, um, there was another lady there and she's like, you got to wear these boots. I'm like, oh, my God, they're like thigh high, you know, those, you know, like real. And I, you know, where my, I? I don't I never wear those. Right. Like, where am I going to wear them? Right. <laughs> so. Um, and you know that sexy thing i was like oh wow so we we pieced that together then the swing was there and so we kind of just picked the scenes you know and you know the, the location it was all in one spot and on what it was i going to wear on the swing and it just sort of took a bunch of shots everywhere and i had a lot of fun we played the music and then he edited it with some of my direction and it turned out great i'm really happy you know sometimes things like that just turn out really great other times you can deliberate and plan and plan and it doesn't turn out that good i don't know especially with videos i have another four singles five singles after this one um four or five songs that i could release that have videos already i've done as well so that i've uh, directed and produced myself so we'll see but the video was really fun to do and i'm really really happy with the way it turned out yeah, it is, it is really cool. I've watched the music video for it. Uh, yeah, very well done. Uh, just like the the music, you know, the uh, the video side of it, you know, everything. And uh, where you shot in the house and stuff, uh, it looks really cool. Like, yeah, the couch, the bed, everything. It just looks like a very cool place to be. Yeah, the swing. Yeah. Yep. Everyone thinks that swing's in my house. I should tell them that. You should. Yeah, it's me. It's my house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you see all that? Yeah, I, I definitely live there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's real cool uh and yeah the the tie-in you said with the brazilian um what was it uh, uh capoeira capoeira c-a-p-o-i-r-a capoeira you know, yeah. You explained, yeah. yeah you explained all that it kind of makes sense now at the you know when the you show the beginning of the music video it's uh everything kind of ties in you know, after exactly and then and then like in the chorus um the lyrics of the chorus came to me when i was cooking dinner even though they're really simple and I, I normally write really like, anyway, I, I write different ways, but because I was writing to a track that already existed, it was, I was just coming up with these melodies and all sorts of different words and a uh, girl to boy, boy to girl, girl to girl, boy to boy and all this kind of stuff. And I thought, Oh, that sounds kind of cool. Let me see if it worked. And it totally worked. And then, so I got, you know, the, the capoeira, there's like girl to girl, boy to boy, and then girl to boy and capoeira. And you can take that into anywhere. You know, I mean, 
I have gay friends who absolutely love this song, right? So you could take it there. You can take it anywhere. You know, it's it's left up to people who, who uh, it's whatever you want to get from it, right? And, and that's kind it's of- It's all inclusive. Like, so if it's all inclusive to everybody, really, when you hear it, so- <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I definitely I picked that up when I uh, when I was listening to it. Definitely, it includes every kind of you take it in kind of any direction you really, really exactly. want. Exactly. And and that's kind of what music should be. It should be kind of up to like what the uh, the listener is feeling uh, with stuff like that. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But like, um, so I mean, you kind of talked about the writing process for "Love to the World," but like. With um, obviously, you have some other songs that you've, as you said, you've already filmed music videos for that I'm, I'm really looking to, uh, forward to seeing and stuff. But, like, what is kind of your writing process like um, for like the uh, upcoming songs you have? Normally, my writing process is I'll sit at the piano and I'll come up with, um, if, I'll sit and I'll I'll play a few chords and I'll find some chords that I love and then I'll just progress it and I'll sort of just loop it around and, and come up with the melody right away. And then, you know, if I absolutely love it, then I'll start to think about words after. So I, I write the words last, depending on what the song, what the vibe of the song is and what it's drawing out of me at that time. It's very, it's very cool. I've listened, uh, I've uh, interviewed a few musicians, and they, they say like the music comes first because then you can tell a better story when you hear the music. Exactly, and it's, exactly, it's opposite of how I I went to Nashville a few times and wrote with some amazing people there, and on Music Row, and their way of writing was they start with the title, and then they write from the title, which was a, such a huge education for me sitting there with these big shots big wigs you know they come with a title and they're like okay and they like from 10 till 2 is your writing time and they'll, they'll leave at two o'clock with a song it's just incredible and writing from a title so that was really neat <laughs> you know it sounds like an experience yeah yeah like, yeah I, I make so like for my stuff i just have like so basic titles that like okay the that's my title all right <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> And, so, and a lot of people have different writing styles, as like you know, we've kind of been talking about. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's just cool to hear like how people do it. But a lot of exactly. the people I've interviewed uh, start with build build the lyrics after the song is kind of mostly completed, at least instrumentally. Exactly. With me, I come with the melody, and the melody has an indication of what the words might be. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it has like, the, and then it pulls it out of me. So that's normally how I write. And then I'll start coming in to, to, to cool phrases. And the, if the phrase, the phrase matching the energy and the vibe of the music emotionally, if it connects and if it makes me go, oh, God, oh, that, you know what I mean? If I give myself goosebumps, then I know it's going to be OK. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Pleasure, this, really. If you give yourself goosebumps, you know, like, <laughs> this is good. This is where I want That's to be. Right. <laughs> But as you kind of talked about uh, before, we talked about love to the world about having like inspiration at like two a.m. or like middle of the night and stuff. Yeah, I do that a lot. Like, all right, I'm about to go to bed, and it's like my brain's like, no, wait a minute, we're gonna do this now. You, we have an idea of how we're gonna do this. I'm like, all right, fine. I guess I have to stay up till three in the morning now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that happens. You know, it doesn't let you go, and you're just going. Oh, but that's creativity and inspiration. It it comes at times that your brain might not 
I think it's, it's beyond our brain. It's energetics. It's coming from somewhere else through us. And if we don't catch it, then it's gone. Right. Exactly. Especially like, um, yeah, if you have an idea and like, oh, I'll just go, I'll remember it. I go to bed and no. then gone. So no, I, I totally feel it. And that, that's happened to me a lot this week. Like, all right, bedtime. And it's like, nope, I got to finish editing this, exactly. finish writing this out or planning this. And it's just like, I got to do it because I'm inspired to do it. And I know I'm not going to have either like time to do it tomorrow or it's just not going to be as good if I don't do it now. Exactly. And then the next day you're like, oh my God, what the fuck? Why didn't I just do it? Right? <laughs> Why didn't I just do it? Yeah, I've had a lot of sleepless nights that were full of inspiration, but that I, I've had a lot of mornings where I, I kicked myself, you know, but what I do is I sleep with a um, pen and a paper, like a book next to my bed. So if I ever wake up with something, I can write it down. Even in the dark, I'll write like it's big enough. So I open it up. So if I write, I can make it out, make out what it is in the morning. So sometimes I'm just looking at the scribble, and but I can still remember it. But do you ever come up with symphonies or like complete productions in your head when you're sleeping, when you're dreaming? Uh, not, not, I don't really dream too much. Oh, okay. uh, no, uh, I, I don't. Um, but, uh, I've heard people who do a lot, yeah. like a lot of musicians and, uh, like uh, artists do that. Yeah. I wish I could just have an output into, you know, into audio, like from my dreams or times that, that that's happened. But then in the morning it's completely evaporated. It's like, wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, like oh, that was such a good dream. I just can't remember what it was. I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, I feel you for having sleepless nights and stuff. Like I, I was out of town most of the last week with covering concerts and stuff. So then, like, I come back this week. Right, I got to finish this. Got to finish this. Got to finish this. And uh, so yeah, this week's been a little busy. Uh, just trying to catch up on all the work because I was having fun. Right. <laughs> but, so, what city are you in or town? Uh, uh, South Bend, South Bend, Indiana. Oh wow. How are you liking it there? I'm well, born and raised here, so right. uh, can't really complain too much. Um, it's kind of nice. I have, I mean, we don't get too many concerts here uh, anyway, but uh, at least I'm in kind of close distance to like Michigan, Illinois, and Southern Indiana where I can tra travel like an hour or two and I can get to a concert. So it doesn't really, not really too bad for me, um, but it's also where I've grown up. So I like it, I guess. Exactly. How far are you from Toronto? I'd have to look on a map. You're over New York, right? Yes. Toronto? Okay. Uh, that's 10 hours? Something like that. Not sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I do know to Pennsylvania is about 10 hours, so it's yeah. probably closer to 14 or 15, I want to say. Yeah, probably. I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I haven't, uh, uh, farthest I've kind of gone, uh, I went to West Virginia a couple of years ago, which they have wonderful looking like nature and uh, yeah. it's beautiful out there. If you want, once you get out like out of the city and stuff, it's it's the nature over there, the rivers, uh, it's beautiful. Wow. Wow. So yeah. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I do want to go back sometime eventually because uh, like I really like being out in nature, especially like uh, just like no one around, just me and nature. It's just, it's a wonderful, it's a really nice feeling. I love it. That's why I moved out of Toronto because I can get into that I can get into nature within, from where I'm at now, within a 15-minute drive. Wow. Yeah, very, really close. So, yeah. yeah that's really <laughs> awesome. I haven't, uh, I, I used to, like, last year, so there wasn't much going on last year. I wasn't very busy, obviously. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, I would actually just take walks. We have a nice river walk that's, like, 20 minutes away from me. 
uh, in Mishawaka, which is a city next to me. And I would just kind of walk out there because it's just so nice. And I, I kind of nice to get away from everything. Don't look at my phone, you know, just me by myself. It was, it was really nice. That's important. It's oh, important. Yeah. It, especially for, uh, especially like I, I'm like looking at my phone all the time and like have to email people, contact people. It's nice to get away from all that and just like enjoy nature because like, that's kind of just like the basic uh, uh, thing is nature is just to enjoy it. I know. Like the movie Social Dilemma. Have you seen it or the documentary? I don't know. You should watch Social Dilemma. If you watch it, it's about all of that and what it's doing to everybody. <laughs> really. You know, we need to really connect back to who we are. You know. Oh, yeah. That, that, I've heard like there's like studies like people like kind of my age and younger, like they don't know how to have a conversation with people unless it's like through a text message or stuff. Exactly. It's debilitating in many, on many levels. And it's, uh, it's, it's getting out of control actually. Uh, I don't, you know? Yeah. And like, it's right out of control. Yeah. <laughs> like, do? Oh my gosh. I, yeah. Like and to me, I, I like, I mean, I have to do digital interviews cause obviously I can't afford to travel all the time, but exactly. it, like, I love actually like getting to talk to people either face to face or obviously how I'm doing it right now, but it's so nice to actually have a conversation with people. that's not just words on a screen. Exactly. It's normal. Yeah. You know? And the pandemic didn't help either. Cause now people are so isolated or, or were isolated. And if they weren't addicted to social media before or screens or gadgets or digital, whatever they are now. Right. Like all, right like kids like everyone i know we have to be careful oh yeah especially someone everyone's so concerned about like uh like what everything's going on in the internet instead of like here right now especially like if you can meet people if you can get together enjoy that because like you don't know when your last day if you meet that person will be i know that's true exactly i know it's bizarre it's actually bizarre when you think about it it is yeah <laughs> Like people are more addicted to stuff online that, than they are in real life when you actually get to talk to somebody. That's right. I know. It's very, it's very odd, and I, I just see it getting worse, especially just like, um, like especially like this week. I've noticed like so there's been a lot of like unnecessary like hatred online for stuff, and it's just like why? Like what's the point? There is no point. I know. It's such a waste. It really is. I mean, wow, life. It's about the human connection, and you know. So if that's not there, then it's like living in um, a sort of uh, this insulated, isolated. You know, it it does it doesn't feel it doesn't feel real, right? So yeah. you know the kids growing up, they're they're you know having a hard time dealing. You know, like just having a conversation with another person on the street, right? Yeah, that's why. Like it's it, it's just. Yeah, interesting people like my age and like stuff is just like um like they can't even like really talk to somebody unless it's just like uh you know a text message or oh, like a note. the answer exactly yeah that's so i know yeah it's just like conversation especially having a good conversation like having a podcast like something i do occasionally uh <laughs> uh it, it's really it's really cool especially you talk about like stuff you like you really get to learn about people you get to learn about me uh, it's really, it's really cool. It's really interesting, and I feel like that's kind of going away. The more, um, you know, there's, you know, the more like internet, like the more like uh, text messages and emails and stuff that people actually like use compared to actually talking to people. Yes, yes, I know. Well, that's good that you're aware of it and you see it, right? 
yeah i mean but i've tried to have conversations with people and they just don't know what to say and so it's just like just talk about what you like i mean especially like if we're if we're at a place we're probably at the same place we like you know if we're at a concert i mean obviously you probably came here because you like a band uh, i don't see you wandering in here just for fun maybe you did but right. it'll be an interesting story <laughs> exactly i know i know well that's really good you're aware of it so keep it up you know <laughs> Yeah, that's that's all I can do. But yeah, I love having conversations with people, or just like being out in nature. It's just the, the small stuff that like people I think just take for granted that it's always going to be there when it's probably fading faster than what you might think. Yes, you're right. So for sure. But thanks so much for hanging out there, talking, getting getting in deep here. Uh, yeah, well, you know. life and philosophy, which is awesome. I love it. Uh, but before I let you go, before I end this podcast, so like, what can we expect from Rosita Stone for the rest of this year? It's almost the end of July. Year's all, already half over. I know. Well, we're going to push the song like crazy and just going to get it out there. As you know, people ask me, do you have another song? But yeah, I can't even think about that right now. Like when the next song, like we just released this one. I just released it. So um the rest of the year, it's going to be just pushing this song, getting the song at, on as many radio stations as possible, TV stations. I mean, yesterday I was on uh, like Google News, Yahoo News, NBC, uh, affiliate ran story, and a whole bunch of, uh, uh, of uh, news wires and, and uh, media. And Maggie's been excellent in Latin America and Mexico, helping out with that. Um, I've had a ton of press. So... Uh, it's just taking that and into, you know, and then building, you know, radio play. It's, you know, partly there's like no rhyme or reason to any of it. You just have to just keep going and doing it because there's not, not like a, a roadmap to exactly how it's going to happen. You just have to keep pushing, <laughs> you know? There, there are no instructions for life. No, <laughs> no, there's no instructions. So, but it's, it, you know, um, through Chris, uh, Chris Flores, um, he knows uh, a man named Mark Neat, N-I-E-T-E-R, Niter, I think it's, and he was for 25 years the uh, um, Interscope uh, director of, uh, national director who helped break, you know, Billie Eilish and Lady Gaga, Eminem, 50 Cent, and Chris sent him a batch of songs, you know, a few songs for him to hear. And the only thing he came back with it was that, that love to the world that was, that's a hit. So I, I said to him yesterday, I said, can I use that as a quote? He's like, yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to use that as a quote for radio. So you know what I mean? Like what you got to just, you got to use what you have and put it out there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and another lady who's, um, She's the uh, producer for Rock of Ages. I don't know if you've heard of the movie, but there is a there's a Broadway show, and she's also a music supervisor and director, and you know what, um, Tony Award winner, um, and she's she absolutely loves the song so much that she wants to lock it into a production somehow. Somehow, so you know they're sending him these emails and conversations. So I'm I'm like, can I use that as a quote? I guess people do that still, right? They get quotes, you know, like businesses. They have quotes of different people and testimonials. So I, you know, <laughs> I'm really proud of myself because I, last night I, I woke up and I'm like, ah, I got to do this. Right. <laughs> uh, it's really awesome. It really shows just how much uh, hard work you, you and Chris went into uh, go, go, go. Went yeah. working 
uh, into producing this thing uh, into the single. Like it really shows, and I think people are really grasping onto it, especially just the the emotions uh, in it as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty excited. I mean, it's a lot of work. It's like it's nonstop, but um, it's just you know just keep we just we just got to keep going. I just got to keep going, right? Oh, yeah. and bigger things will happen i'm i'm sure of it because i just have a feeling about it so we're just going to keep pushing it and see what happens i don't want to get too attached to the end result like it has to be this but you know it's going to fucking be the global next global anthem sorry i shouldn't be swearing i'd say <laughs> oh, hey, don't worry about it the next global anthem come on you know yeah yeah, for sure, especially that people have already grasped onto it. I've seen you've been making the rounds for media, so thank you so much for stopping by here as well. But yeah, you've been you've been really busy pushing this since it's been released like yeah. two weeks ago. Yes, and uh, there's a lot. It's still a few months, you know, like until I, like I'm not, you know, I mean, major labels will have like a plan. This is exactly how long for me. It's like we're just gonna push it until until whenever you know there's no plan of when it's going to stop it's you know we're just going to keep going and make it happen so there you go <laughs> exactly and uh, if it could be incorporated to a broadway i think that would be awesome yeah you never know um yeah music supervisors there's a couple that uh, chris has had like over 700 800 placements in music and film from mtv to this and that and he's, he's, he believes it's just a matter of time so we'll see so nothing's guaranteed, right? But at least, at least the vibe and the energies is is there, and that there's belief and people are excited, you know. So let's see what happens. <laughs> it's our, it, yeah, it's it's about plugging in and see which one actually it actually fits and actually uh, make a connection. I mean, that's kind of what I do with my stuff too. Just got to find the right people to uh, to to market it to and to uh, actually like direct it to. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yay! Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, of course. Thank, thank you so much. I'm going to wrap this up. So uh, for Rosita Stone, make sure to check out her brand new single, Love to the World. I'll leave the link for the music video in the description. Check it out. It's really cool. A lot of uh, cool visuals in there as well. And, of course, I'm Matthew Thomas, the host of Super Cool Radio. Thank you for stopping by. Yeah. Thank you.